Thank you for listening to the One City Church Podcast. We hope this resource inspires you and equips you to walk in everything that God has for you. Perhaps you've wondered before why geese fly in a V-shape. The V-shape of flying geese. Number one, they do this because it it requires 40% less energy. Number two, they can travel 70% further. Number three, they can keep track of one another. And number four, the shape creates a vortex of air pushing the one behind upward. By flying in formation, they can go further because together they're better. In Exodus chapter 10, verses nine through 11, Moses is dealing with Pharaoh trying to bring the deliverance to the people of Israel out of Egypt. He's right in the middle of these plagues. And in verse nine of Exodus chapter 10, we read, Moses answered, we will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and herds, because we are to celebrate a festival to the Lord. Pharaoh said, the Lord be with you. If I let you go along with your women and children, clearly you're bent on evil. No, have only the men go and worship the Lord, since that's what you have been asking for. Then Moses, then Moses and Aaron were driven out of Pharaoh's presence. Verse 12, and the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over Egypt so that locusts swarm over the land and devour everything growing in the fields, everything left by the hell. We find here that Moses is coming before Pharaoh once again. And he is saying, not only must the men go, not only must the women go, but also the children must go also. He was making it very clear that we will go together. If we title this, we would title this today, no family, no family left behind, no one. Pray with me, Father, bless the reading of your word. Speak to each of us as we're facing a new school year. We ask you, Father, to speak to us, bring inspiration, bring revelation to your people. We pray so in Christ's name. And everybody say amen. Amen. Let let me speak to you for just a minute about the family formation. You see, in verse 9, the first half, Moses answered and said, we will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters. As he's speaking to Pharaoh, he's making it very clear that we're taking our young, our old, and our children. No one is to be left behind. No one. The young and the old represent the generations. That's why it's so powerful this morning to see on this platform, you see young and old worshiping God together. He says, our sons and daughters will go also. That speaks of family. It's important that we go together a three days journey, he said, into the wilderness to worship God as a family. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 2, the apostle Paul said of the end time and of the last days, he said, there will be those that will ignore their own families. Think of that. In the last days, we would see this where family members would begin to neglect the elderly. They would begin to neglect the young. We would begin to ignore our own families. You see, family as a unit means that no one gets left behind and no one is forgotten. 
no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are. Family means that no one is left behind. I want you to see this in this scripture here, that Moses stood there and refused to, to give an inch. He said, our men must go, our women must go, our children must go, the young, the old, our, our livestock, our flocks, everything must go together. We all must worship to God as a family. No one is left behind. And in these challenging times, we have to make sure that we leave no one behind. That we take our young, we take our old. We honor those that have gone before us. There, there's a, a tendency in our society today to take our elderly and just shuffle them aside and put them out of sight and out of way. But that's not the scripture. The Bible makes it sure that's the spirit of the end time, that we, the people of God, must take care of the young and the old. We must care for our families. No one is left behind. And we say this because together as a family, we are better. In Numbers chapter 2 and verse 2, we read, The Israelites are to camp around the tent of meeting, some distance from it, each of them under their standard and holding the banners of their family. Now, I've, I've shared that with you many times. How that as they traveled in the wilderness, they would set up the tabernacle. The Levites would set up their tents around the tabernacle, creating that protective hedge around the presence of God. And then the families, the tribes of Israel would camp on all four sides and they would put up their, their, their banners. They would put up their standards all facing in towards that tabernacle. But there was a family formation that took place. The word standard and banner there in the Hebrew, it speaks of a distinguishing mark. It speaks of a flag. The flag, the mark, or the crest of that family. It identified that tribe. It identified who they were. There was a distinguishing mark there. Identification, uh, distinction, and a symbol of allegiance. To be, a, to be loyal to your family, to be loyal to your tribe, to be loyal to your parents, to be loyal to your grandparents. The Bible describes it in the last days, children will be disobedient to their parents, that parents can become abusive, that we neglect the elderly and the old. The family begins to come unravel and fall apart. Now, in some cases, I understand there's always an exception to the rule. So please know this. I understand. But there's a tendency today just to shuffle the elderly off in nursing homes and get them away from us and, and get them out of sight and out of mind because we're way too busy. We've got way too much going on and we don't have time to take care of mama and papa and they're just they're burdensome and they're a problem and so we just kind of shuffle them off we take our children and again there's exceptions and I understand but there's so much pressure on the family today that there's so many it seems like there's more other people raising our children than our own parents it seems like there's this and that and this nursery and that program and this is happening and this nanny and that. It's like we're just shoving the family off, just pushing them off on other people because we're just way too busy. But here in this story, Moses reminds us of how important the family is. 
and that we have to fight for our families. We have to fight for the the young. We have to fight for the old. We have to honor the elderly. We have to care for the young and mentor them and teach them. We have to make sure that we know who we are as a family. Do you know what your family standard is? It's identification and it's distinction. Do you know what their banner is? Are there a symbol of allegiance? Do you know what the crest of your family is? Are you loyal to your parents? Are you loyal to your grandparents? Do you take care of your children? Is there an allegiance and a loyalty in the families today? We have to fight for our families and we have to return back to the statement that no one is left behind. Because we understand the right person and the right place at the right time equals success. So do you know what the calling is on your family? As I mentioned earlier, when he called them, the Levites, he called them by, by uh, family. The sons of Korah, the sons of Zadok. He called them by family. Fa- the call of God is a family calling. Do you know what the call of God is on your family? Do you know what their future is? Do you know the anointing that rests upon your family? What is your family called to do? And you need to move that way and think that way and prepare that way because if you can can help your children to find their place and their position it equals power there's something about Joseph getting in the right place at the right time that equals success we've got to help our children to discover their gifting and their talent and their calling and their anointing to understand who they are verse 10 Pharaoh said the Lord be with you if I let you go along with your women and children. He's saying, the Lord will be with you. If I let you go, you're bent on evil. The Lord is with you. And if I let you go and you take all of it, your women, your children, your livestock, you're not coming back. That's what he was trying to say. But I just, I want you to read that a little differently. I want you to look at it. The Lord will be with you if you all move as a unit. There's something powerful about a family understanding their standard and their banner. They understand who they are and the call of God that's on their life. You see, alone, you may be good, but you will never achieve greatness. If you're alone, you may be good, but you can't achieve greatness and significance by yourself. And if you can do it by yourself, it may not be worth doing. Listen, you need a vision that's bigger than you are. Show me the size of your vision and I'll show you the size of your God. Listen, begin to think generational. Understand, we serve a generational God. He's the God of Isaac, Isaac, Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'll get it there. He's a God. He's a generational God. He is a God that thinks generational. And so is the devil a generational enemy. That's why he stalks and he tracks and he runs down your children. Because he wants to destroy your legacy. He doesn't want you to build for tomorrow. He's after your kids because of your family standard and your family banner. He knows the call of God on your family and he wants to destroy it. By flying in formation as a family, we can go further and together we're better. Let's talk about the family circle. The second half of verse 9, Moses answered, we will go because we are to celebrate a festival to the Lord. The word festival and there, there in the Hebrew, it comes from a root word which means move in a circle. 
It speaks of a pilgrim feast celebration to move in a circle, the family circle, the family circle, surrounding our children this morning with declarations. As we're getting ready to go into a new school year, look, we all understand the times we're living in and how challenging it is. All the things that are happening, all the things that are around us, and parents today are releasing their children into the schools and they do so with concern. I'm not saying fear, but what parent would not be concerned of their children contacting COVID-19 or the Delta variant? We're already getting reports of children. I already know of one child in our church that's picked up the, uh, the, uh, the, the COVID-19. And so parents are concerned. And they're, they're releasing their children and they're just trusting God and believing God. And, and this morning we came to empower you with declarations that you can declare over your children. Psalms chapter 125 in verse 2. The psalmist said, just as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord's wraparound presence surrounds his people, protecting them now and forever. As you leave uh, the building today, you're going to receive a card. And on this card, on the back of it, it says back to school declarations. And you can take this card and you can use this to remind you each morning what to pray and to declare over your children. You might put it on your refrigerator. So it reminds you every morning to declare these things over your children. The, to, to make the declaration of a creative mind. To share the love of Christ. Fun and godly relationships. A leader. Favor. Authority over sickness. And peace in God's presence. Think of that. To declare these words over your children. You see, musk oxen will create the circle of defense to protect their young from predators. The musk oxen, whenever they know there's a wolf approaching, then they'll form a circle and they'll put their young in the middle to protect them. And I'm telling you, this is the time for parents to rise up and to start protecting their kids. As I said earlier, it's so easy for us to, to shuffle off the elderly to, to a care facility and then to neglect the children because we're so busy. We're so busy. But understand, if you don't fight for your children, who's going to do it? You, you have to rise up and form a circle of protection around your kids. You're going to take responsibility for your children. Listen, you've got to do that. For, for years, I've, I've watched parents as they, they really wanted the youth pastor, the children's pastor, and the senior pastor to raise their kids. They bring them to church and sometimes just drop them off and go back home and want us to raise them. And when they become broken, they want us to fix them. But listen, I, I love your children, but they're your children. They're not my babies. And when the service is over, you come get them. As precious as you think they are, we don't want them. You, you got to take them home, amen? They're yours. They're your children. And so parents have to take responsibility. You, you have to honor the elderly and you have to fight for the young. Moses said, we're taking the old and we're taking the young and we're taking all of our possessions because it takes all of it for us to worship God the way we want to worship God. It takes all of it. And so he had a family formation. We know who we are. We know what we're called to do. And we're going to go do it. So get out of the way, Pharaoh. Let my people go. And he formed a family circle. 
He gathered around the young and he says, we're going to fight for our children. So encircle your family with these declarations and God's wraparound presence. God's wraparound presence. Now listen, for 15 years, I've been preaching on the Shekinah glory. I've been preaching on the glory in this room and the manifested presence of God. And that wasn't just so we can feel something and have some spiritual high, but it's for life and death issues. That wraparound presence around your marriage, around your children, around your finances, around your home. Listen, we're living in times when you better rise up and find your sword and your shield and you better get the warrior spirit and start fighting for your family we're dealing with serious things today you need to take this card every morning and pray God's wraparound presence wraparound presence you shield my babies and you watch over my babies and you need to put yourself between hell and your children and say not this one not here and not now it's not going to happen these are my babies. And circle your family. Stephen, come help me. Understand the V-shape of the family formation. Now think of this. Geese fly in a V-shape. Families can move in a V-shape because it requires 40% less energy. How many knows when there's unity in your home, and you're in unity with your husband, your wife, and your children. The, the children honor the parents. The, the, uh, the parents love and care for the children. They're not abusive. They encourage them. They don't exasperate them. It takes 40% less energy to live life. Number two, they can travel 70% further. You can go further as a family than you can alone. And it keeps track of one another. When you're flying together in family formation, you keep an eye on each other. And no one is lost. I'm tired of losing young people. I'm tired of losing marriages. I'm tired of losing. I'm ready for us to find our family formation and let's fly, and let's fly together. Number four, the shape creates a vortex of air pushing the one behind up. You see, whenever you're flying in formation, you're pushing ahead, the one behind you gets a, a lift. They get a lift. Just like you saw this morning with Christy and Julia. Christy is pushing forward, pushing forward. And I'll say as a single parent, and I commend her for that. She's pushing forward, okay? Pushing forward, trying to raise this young girl. But by pushing forward as she is, she's creating lift for Julia. And Julia is catching her, catching that tailwind with her. And she's rising higher. And here's the thing. Mm. Listen, let me tell you something about, about the apostolic ministry today that disturbs me. The apostolic ministry is not about you carrying my briefcase or you washing my car. The apostolic ministry is about me serving you, about serving sons and daughters. Fathers pick up their sons and daughters, and sons and daughters should go further than fathers went. Apostolic people are pioneers. When you first cut the trail, there's no trail there. But you're making a way for those that will follow behind you. 
They will go faster and they will go further than you did. What was nothing became a trail, became a dirt road, became a blacktop, became a, a highway, became an interstate. That's what apostolic people do. They lay down their life. The Bible says that the foundation of the church is the, is the, the apostles and the prophets. So the bones of our fathers are in the foundation and sons and daughters stand on them. So if you're watching online and you feel called to be an apostle, that's wonderful. But understand the calling is for you to lay down your life for other people to make sure your sons and daughters go further than you do. And it's not just to have a bunch of groupies that run around, carrying your briefcase, getting your dry cleaning done, washing your car, shining your shoes and blowing up your ego so that it's so big your head can't get in the door of the building it's time for you to humble yourself lay your life down for somebody else and make sure that your sons and daughters go further than you ever went the greatest compliment that can be paid to your life is for your sons and daughters to outshine you that's what it means to be an apostle by flying in formation, we can go further. Because as a family, together, we're better. Together, we're better. On this Sunday, no family left behind. Thank you for listening to the One City Church Podcast. For more information about our church, visit onecity.church.